Hi, I'm Jen Gibson, and this is Brain Weasels. Today it's just me, no guests. I want to talk about something, and I realized my way of dealing with the brain weasels is talking and listening to people. So today I'm going to tell you my trauma story. Because those brain weasels can get pretty, pretty bad around this time of year. The morning of September 11th, 2001. I was working in Chinatown in Manhattan. I was attending NYU and doing a work study as a teacher's assistant. And it was my first day. I was sitting in the office waiting to speak with the principal when there was a loud boom and the whole building shook. I was about a mile from the World Trade Center. I couldn't imagine what normal thing would cause such a crash in a busy city with slow traffic. So I thought maybe it was a dump truck hitting the side of the school under us. I was on the second floor. Someone turned on the office TV and a reporter said that a plane hit one of the World Trade Center buildings. Someone said it must have been one of those private planes clipping the antenna. She said that had happened before, so I sighed in relief, because that must have been it. Then the image came on the screen. It looked like a fireball had ripped through the building. I looked around the room for reassurance, but all I saw was shock and horror on their faces. I had just turned 19 a month earlier, so my first instinct was still to call my mom and let her know I'm okay. So that's what I did. I ran outside and called my mom. It took a while to get through. Everyone in the five boroughs was on their phone, so it was hard to get a signal. But I did get through to tell her I was okay. So mentally, I checked that off my to-do in an emergency situation checklist. Next, I thought about my roommates. We lived even closer to the World Trade Center than where I was, so I rushed home. They were fine. I said that I'm packing a bag and getting out because my only instinct was to run as far away from the flames as possible, and I wanted them to come with me. So I grabbed my backpack and put in my toothbrush, toothpaste, face wash, and a change of clothes. I remember that because for weeks after, I continued putting in my toothbrush, toothpaste, face wash, and a change of clothes, just in case. We watched the first tower fall on television in the apartment. We watched the second one on the street below it. That moment was so surreal. I had been used to there always being someone saying, don't worry, everything is going to be fine, just stay calm. But that didn't happen. A police officer told us to run north before the tower fell, then just stood in shock and continued directing people north. People covered in ashes were walking like zombies. Others were running. We stood there for a moment. Just before the tower fell, I could see these things coming from the burning hole. I don't know for sure if they were pieces of the building or people. That will always haunt me. So we went north and eventually ended up in the NYU gym. The school was bringing in cots and blankets. We wouldn't be allowed back downtown that night. Luckily, we were spared the gym cots when other friends offered to take us in for the night. One of those friends was Pakistani. His parents were terrified for him. They knew Muslim hate would spread rapidly and people who looked like him would be targeted. They asked him to stay inside, and so he did. The next morning, we went to the school to use the computers and email family and friends. Cell phones were still not working that well, and this was before smartphones and tablets. That night, they let us go home. Only us. 
The NYU students were the first to be allowed downtown, I believe, other than emergency services, of course. We had a police escort. It was dark. I still feel a knot in the pit of my stomach when I remember just how dark and quiet it was that night in that part of Manhattan. Our air conditioner was covered in ashes. When I blew my nose, black snot came out, and I knew it was ashes. But ashes of what? The next day, we tried to help. We delivered food to a police precinct. We stood at the corner and cheered firefighters and other emergency workers as they went by, and that was the only traffic anyway. The smoldering debris lasted so long. Days went by, and the people pulling bodies were just trying to stay ahead of the rats. You know, those cute things dragging pizza along the street? Yeah, they were devouring the remains of people's loved ones. The missing posters that terrified parents, siblings, lovers put up, they were coming down, for better or worse. Mostly worse. I stayed in New York another nine years. You might be wondering why, and this is the point of reliving this nightmare to you. In the midst of all the horror, there were people helping. There were the rescue workers, the body recoverers, the loved ones, putting up signs, the people donating blood, the school opening its gym, the friends opening their home. Mr. Rogers taught me that when there's an emergency, look for the helpers, and that's all there were. Most people fled the city that night, and those who were left were the helpers. I fell in love with that city even more than before, and after a year, it finally felt like home. I decided after all of this to focus on documentary filmmaking. I wanted to be someone who documents these events and these helpers, and in part, I wanted to hide behind a camera while doing it, so as to detach a bit from the reality. Over the years, I've realized what I want is to help people tell their own stories and to amplify their voices. That's why this podcast means so much to me. There are so many people in the world who need to hear the stories of people who have experienced similar things, to help them feel like they're not alone. My situation was different because I was never in it alone, and I knew I wasn't. I want you all to know that you are not alone either. So I'm going to offer you the opportunity to tell your story and what helps you cope, the way my podcast helps me. Just email me at brainweaselspodcast at gmail.com and tell me your story for me to read or for you to tell yourself on the podcast. I'll do my best to get back to everyone. This was a very short episode, but I hope it helped in some way. But that's it, folks. Have a wonderful day or night, depending on where you're listening to this. And just keep going. Thanks for listening.